Welcome to The Rutledge Perspective. I am your host, Laurel Rutledge, and this show is where we talk about the things that are top of mind as you navigate your career, whether corporate or otherwise. The plan is to get you out of your rut and talk you back off that ledge with insights and perspectives on the daily grind. Welcome to the village. Welcome to this week's episode of The Rutledge Perspective, and y'all are going to love this. Love, 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 love. So I have my guest today is Ms. Farah Harris, and she is a psychotherapist and workplace wellness expert. And Farah, yeah, this is going to be great. I'm so excited to have you here. Same here. Yeah, and so what we're going to do, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about her. Um, we're going to put the full bio, as we always do. Um, when we do the video and we release the podcast, you'll have the full bio. But I want to read a little bit so that we're ready to get going, and then we're going to get into it. So Farah Harris is a psychotherapist and a workplace wellness champion dedicated to disrupting toxic work environments. She is the owner of Working Well Daily, which is a company committed to addressing work-life alignment, equity, and mental wellness. Her personal mission is to help individuals and organizations decrease symptoms of stress and burnout, elevate their emotional intelligence, and improve morale by implementing strategies to create healthier work cultures. Now, y'all see why I have her on here? I'm just saying. And this is what's so great about this and why I'm so excited is that, you know, mental, mental health and mental wellness is so important. And we talk about wellness a lot. And even when I was in HR, we talked wellness, but I'm like, I want wellness with a big W, financial right? Emotional and physical. All three. All three. It's not just a little W. So all three. And, and I think this COVID thing has really made us think more about not only our physical wellness, but that emotional and psychological wellness. And so as we get into this, let's first start, Farah, with tell us a little bit more about what you're doing now, working well daily, how you're serving right in this moment. Yeah, well, it is an interesting season that we're all in, right? Yes. And so Working as a psychotherapist has been um, amazing to have that one-on-one relationship with, with my clients, but I know that my clients end up having to go to places that don't necessarily serve them well, especially right. my Black clients. And so yeah. Working Well Daily has so many different angles and, and, and directions that, that I can come from, mm-hmm. um, but mainly because of COVID and unfortunately all of the civil unrest, I've been speaking right. mostly about the wellness of uh, Black employees and the mm-hmm. Black individuals. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of helping them um, navigate how to be well in and out of work. And right. what does that look like, especially when we're dealing with work and life? Um, I'm calling it forced work-life integration. You know, we're yes. dealing with both of these things at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Working Well Daily is really here to help you recognize that there has to be some alignment. It's not balanced. Yes. <laughs> You know, because there's our priorities are always going to move and shift yes. depending on what's going on. But if our values are always there to kind of help set our boundaries, mm-hmm. we will have a more aligned um, way of living. So I like to help my people off and on the couch. Oh, see, I love that because all last week I talked about alignment and that mm-hmm. that whole idea of really understanding your values, right? What's important to you, um, where you're trying to go. If you can get all of that stuff aligned, your actions can then support that. And when something's not feeling right, that's the first place you check. Is this still aligned with what I'm trying to do? Because if it's not, that's probably why you don't have energy or any of that kind of stuff around it, right? Because it's just not aligned. So, so let's, you know, I, oh, just so much. So let's, (laughs) let's go here, right? So when you think about what's happening now in corporate, because I want people to understand 
kind of where you're coming from and how you got to this place. So tell us a little bit about your journey, because I just know, because I know you and we've talked about it, that you came out of kind of that corporate arena, but help the listeners understand your journey, not only from corporate into doing your own thing, therapy of all places, then back into kind of the corporate space as someone who is helping people in corporate. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, so, you know, we all have, you know, winding roads. There's very few of us that knew from, since I was five, I was going to be a veterinarian and everything you did landed, you know, landed you to where you are today. But most of us, you know, I say that uh, our life is just a whole bunch of recycling. You know, we Mm -hmm. we use things that we've we've known or or been in our past to to end up where we are today. And so before I was, you know, in, in marketing, but I originally started thinking I was going to be the real life Claire Huxtable and go into corporate law. And yes. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be this lawyer. It's going to be magnificent yeah. and I'm going to make money and this is going to mm-hmm. be great. And friends and family looked at me like, okay, girl, you, you are creative friends. <laughs> are you like, sure? I you were right. going to go into design or whatever. And so yeah. I just let you know how amazing Felicia Rashad was as her character that I was oh. like, I want to be her. Yes. You know? yes. So um, I took my first law class and was like, oh no. <laughs> ma'am Mm-mm. right not Mm-mm. what you want to do right um but i had already done all these years and cr- got all these credits i was like mm-hmm. well i need a, i need the degree so right. i have an economics and a, mar- um, a bachelor's in economics and a bachelor's mm-hmm. in marketing and i did the corporate thing and was like mm. yeah back to that alignment thing i was like something yes. is not aligned here mm-hmm. and so I left corporate and during that year of hiatus, you know, I was just really seeking, okay, where's the next step? And surprisingly enough, I never would have imagined mental health (laughs) being the place to go. Um, But my, my, my footsteps led me to, to mental health. And Mm -hmm. I am so glad to be here. This is definitely the space that I'm supposed to be in. Um, originally thinking I was going to do marriage and family, mm-hmm. not want to work with couples, bless those who do, uh, but they are yes. tiring for me. Yes. Like, the space yes. of understanding. Yes. I was always the person who wanted to know the why, like, mm-hmm. why do you do what you do? What right. do you pick? What, what, how does your past impact where you are today? And how does yes. your behavior impact everybody else around you? Yes. And so, um, and then I was looking at my husband who's in banking, you know, friends who are in, in advertising and mm-hmm. like, you guys are so stressed. Like what's going on? Like yes. your just don't seem to have emotional intelligence. The workplace mm-hmm. seems stressful and toxic. And we have this culture, societal culture of hustle, hustle, yes. perform, perform, produce, produce, even in a pandemic. I'm just yes. like, y'all, y'all just want to okay, dying out here. Like, right. We're just going to keep acting like everything is normal, mm-hmm. which is my concern, and I believe a concern of, of, of all of us who are in the field of the right. mental health crisis that will come, you know, once the outside opens up again. Right. What are people really going to be uh, experiencing after mm-hmm. kind of force their way through all of this? Right. But it is, like I said, a, a recycle thing that I was like, okay, I'm in the mental health space. This is great. But then my clients were coming in. And many times they were talking about what was going on at work and yes. how to manage the stuff from work and how to, to deal right. with it. We spent so many hours, so much of our day, so much of our life mm-hmm. in the workplace. And I was like, we need to figure out how to work well. Right. You know? And oh, so, love that. And, and working well is more than just the labor, you mm-hmm. know, it is the life that we live and yes. how we do that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it ended up being 
the kind of a roundabout way to kind of yeah. merge my two uh, careers into one. Yeah. You know, and what's so exciting about that? And so, and we're, we're going to get into this podcast, which is a little bit different than some of the others. Um, and really dig a little bit into kind of that whole workplace wellness thing. Right. And that, that alignment. Um, but I want, I'm hoping the listeners really heard what you said in that you said, yes, this wasn't what your plan was. You just knew what you were doing was not it. And so we often get into that place where it just, it's something we love. It's what we think we want to do. It's, you know, it's what we're supposed to do, right? You go get a job, you go get a paycheck, you climb the corporate ladder. You're supposed to do those things. And for those of us where it doesn't feel aligned, or even if corporate is the right thing for you, but that job is not the right job or that function is not the right function, instead of us sitting with that, just Mm -hmm. sit with that a minute and say, okay, is this just that I'm irritated right now and I just, this is just some piece of it that I don't like, or is this really not aligned with where I'm supposed to be, what my purpose is and be willing to have that conversation with yourself and then be willing to step out and just say yes to something else that may or may not be it, but at least it's not the thing that wasn't working. Yes. But I think what you said was key exercise that many of us don't want to do, right? That that self-awareness of wondering or asking ourselves, is it the job? Yes. Is it the position? Mm-hmm. Is it the company? Is it the people? Because right. there's so many things that can impact our well-being that we're more frustrated just because we have coworkers and colleagues that just aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing, right? Exactly. You know, exactly. you're just like, I know more than everybody here, and this is so stressful. Yes. Um, it was interesting. My husband and I were watching Undercover Boss a couple of nights ago, uh-huh. and uh-huh. it was the the the... CEO of Gigi's Cupcakes. Okay. And yeah. One of her, um, one of her, you know, undercover moments. She meets uh-huh. with a woman who was very strict. Like she was almost a little anal retentive. Right. On, <laughs> on how to make the cakes, right? Mm-hmm. And she was, you know, doing the, you know, the cakes, and and she was like, nope, that's wrong. We're starting over. And you know, the undercover CEO. Right. Uh, okay, I'm a little bit nervous. I'm a little bit scared. Right. I don't know what's going on? But as she got into her story. This, and she was like, why is she canceling cake orders? Like, we should be doing right. She's like, I'm the only one. And as she wow. looked and watched, like, she was excellent in what she did. Yes. Unfortunately, she was overworked, underpaid, mm-hmm. and her level of expertise was just not being elevated in the space that she needed. Right. So once she, you know, took off the mask and they had the little sit down at the end of yeah. the show, she's like, I'm going to bring you to corporate to train you so that you can actually be a director of our design team because that's <sighs> where you need to be. So I'm getting chills. Yes. You're, we're stressed because it's not that we're in the wrong field. We're just in the wrong place. And so we need to either move into a different, you know, position or yes. we need to move out of that company, but still stay in the same field someplace else. But it is yes. what you just, what you said exactly. You have to sit down, ask yourself yes. the question, what is it that's not aligned? Is right. It people, the, the position, the mm-hmm. place, or, you know, leadership, you know, it's like sometimes exactly. you just have a bad boss and you need sometimes to you just have boss. a bad boss. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so exactly. exactly. And I, you know, I tell people all the time, don't hurt you because you're mad at somebody else, mm-hmm. right? Don't just get angry and just leave. Um, I mean, that is a choice. Now, if you're, if you've got a really bad boss, if you're in danger, if you're really in a position where you just can't take anymore, then you need to go. But don't just do knee jerk. I'm out. 
right? Because you're mad at somebody else. That whole attitude, right. that's the kind of stuff. What, what is that? The old saying with the old folks, a hard head makes soft behind, yes. right? Don't, don't do something that, don't write, don't write a check your mouth can't cash, right? <laughs> so, and yes. they used other words instead of mouth. Yes. But, um, so, you know, when, but when I hear you talk about that, that's one of the things I also encourage leaders, business owners, functional leaders, it's not always that someone isn't performing. It's not always that they are the bad person. Sometimes it's a fit issue. They are not the right fit yep. for that job. Mm -hmm. And if you find that fit, if you find that alignment, oh my gosh, it's like it's amazing. Amazing. Right. People are firing on all cylinders, right? Mm -hmm. And they're more, they're happier, you're happier, and everybody's more productive, right? Because mm -hmm. that's where you get, that's why they had this whole build up for many years, engagement, engagement, engagement. We got to get our people engaged because engaged people are more productive people. Well, that sounds really good. Right. And yes, there? how do you get there? How do you get there? So, so as we, as we look at kind of what you, that pivot you were willing to take, that, that risk, that courage that you had to say, yeah, this isn't it, but there's something else. And then to step into something you never thought of, let's talk about that wellness piece in the organization. Because as you and I have talked, you know, there's, there's reasons why we decide to leave. But there are people who that's really what their heart's desire is. They love this corporate grind but it is really grinding them right now. Mm. So what are some of the key things that you are starting to see, especially in this pandemic, that people really need to think about and know it's not them, they're not crazy. They really need to pay attention to whatever this thing is. Mm -hmm. um, I, since we've talked. <laughs> yes. You know, I, I keep thinking about, you know, um, it's just the articles that are being written about uh, how to work from home well, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and so find a spot and, you know, make sure that you take a shower and all these things. And there, it's important. Put your clothes on, right? Put your clothes on, make sure you got drawers and pants. Right. You know? <laughs> like, don't just come on the Zoom because people right. assume they're only going to see the top part of you. Right. It, it is something to be able to recognize, okay, what were my self-care tools? What was in my toolbox before right. this happened? Mm -hmm. And can I still utilize those tools or do right. I have to make some adjustments because not everything's a nail. So you can't just right. keep using hammers. And right. so I would recognize with my clients who would get, who were frustrated in the beginning because they're like, I love the gym. I can't go to the gym. Right. And I was like, okay, but do you like to exercise? Like, is it the gym or do you like right. exercising? And they're right. like, oh, Okay, I guess I can go to an open track field and, and do my running there. And so learning how to modify right. some of the self-care tools that you've already used. Mm -hmm. But then um, if we're going to be specific on what it's like to be a black person during, you know, COVID. Yes, yes. The anxiety that I've recognized and the, the symptoms of depression that I've recognized with a couple of my clients due mm -hmm. to having to open your laptop and bring people in your house that yes. you would never invite to your house. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you have people coming into your space and you realize like, Oh, at home, home is my safe space. It's my comfort zone. It mm -hmm. is security. I let my hair down. And so if you're one of those individuals who may have straightened their hair for work yes. or, or, you know, put on some kind of work identity that is, Again, back to alignment. Yes. It's not authentic and aligned to who you naturally are. Mm -hmm. This has definitely elevated uh, symptoms that, that have affected your well being because right. you're like, oh my gosh, do I have to 
pull a switch in my own house? Right. <laughs> Do I right. have to be somebody different, you know, in, in the space that I'm supposed to feel safe? And so that has been something where I've been challenging my clients mm-hmm. to learn how to be comfortable in other people's discomfort. Ah, that's good. Like, be, be yourself and they mm-hmm. will adjust. You yes. know, so they've never seen your Afro puff. Let it, let it flow. Let it grow. Let it be right. out there. Let they can see it. But also to create some sense of, of protection of your space. So yes. try to find a spot that is consistently where you will do your, your video calls so that people aren't going like, well, what, what's, what's behind you over there, Loretta? Right. Right. <laughs> so hungry. I didn't so know you had a dog. Right. <laughs> usually there'll be certain things, especially if they feel like they don't know you. And so if they see your background and it's consistent with who you are, then there's usually something that you don't really, you just don't think about it. It's like, I just show up as Farah because I'm Farah. But if I know I've been in a way somebody different, then my home will reflect that different Mm -hmm. identity. Um, And so I've been really trying to help my amazing um, black impl- you know, clients mm-hmm. who, who are in the corporate space to, mm-hmm. to show up yes. authentically them um, and, and to learn how to be comfortable and to do that self work on, well, why do I still feel the need to not be authentically myself? Oh my gosh. Okay. So, so I want to talk about the code switching mm-hmm. and, and the, the balance at work and, and, and I want to start, but I want to start here. Mm with one of the things you said, which is that whole imposter syndrome, right? How you're showing up at work versus when somebody comes into your home and even having people show up in your home. So there's kind of that having people get to know you and what that means culturally. And then that's how you show up. So if we think about first, let's talk about getting to know you because that really relates to kind of this home thing and having people see your house and see your space. Yeah. You know, I tell people all the time, because I don't love corporate parties. I don't like those kind of gatherings. We've had that conversation. I hate that stuff. Little chit chat kind of, you know, because I've got some really, really close friends and family. My, my circle of close people is very, very small. Yeah. Tons of acquaintances. But those folks who really, really know me is very small. And I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm not one of those people who seeks or needs my job to be my family. That's not, that's mm. not how I'm wired. But there are the people who, who, that's their thing, right? Yeah. But here's the challenge. And here's what I want to ask you about, which is, you know, when you go to those corporate events, it is not about you. It is about the other people, especially if you're really trying to move through an organization. Yeah. It is about their comfort with you. So just like you said, be comfortable with their discomfort. The other side of that coin is if they don't know you, they can't support you and they can't, push you up. And so how do we, especially people of color, and in particular, black people who've been taught, you don't leave, put your business in the street, people don't need to know everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you help your clients walk that line of letting people in so they get to know them Mm -hmm. and being who they are, so that when they are showing up on Zoom now, it's like, oh, wait, I thought her hair was short. Right. I I didn't know she was married, you know, that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. I I think I, I, approach it in a similar way that I approach those who are naturally introverted, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. when you think about like networking, people usually <laughs> right, don't want to do it because of what you said. They don't want right. the surface level, you know, foo-foo conversation. Right. It, it doesn't go anywhere. And mm-hmm. so I said, but you have to remember that we're dealing with people. Yes. Point blank period. And people like to talk about themselves. And so to, to learn how to, in a way, the art of conversation, 
Right. You don't need to talk to 20 million people. Mm-mm. Just pick the two, maybe three that you know are like decision makers or mm-hmm. someone that you know that you get to know. Right. And you just get to know them. And then the more you get to know them, offer a little bit of yourself that, you know, can bring some kind yes. of connection. Um, you know, they got kids, you got kids. Guess what? Y'all both got right. kids. Y'all can talk about, <laughs> you know, right. the frustrations of parenting or, right. you know, cool things that happen and you don't have to give every single detail, but there's enough there that someone can go, doing, you know, they're like, Oh yeah. You know, he just turned five and just little things like that. People remember. I think oftentimes Mm -hmm. we want to just go, well, this is a job. So I have to talk about everything job related. Right. And it's work, 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 work. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but people will feel more comfortable with you when you allow them to actually experience being a person. Yes. Oh, that's so, so good. You know, mm-hmm. so when I go to the corporate events with my husband, oftentimes my husband's like, how did you get all that information? <laughs> so my one, I just think I do have a natural gift and you need it as a therapist that right. creates spaces for people. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I usually have, have an inquisitive mind to go like, well, tell me yes. more about that. Yes. And once you let somebody feel like, oh, I can talk about myself, they'll go into that. And then yes. they're like, oh, well, well blah 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 but I've found a way to you know because sometimes people hate going to corporate events especially if they're a spouse yes they're not in the field I don't Mm -hmm. know anything about banking right you know I I I read some articles and everything Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and my husband's in a very specific niche niche Uh, okay Mm -hmm. Um, construction in particular Mm -hmm. autumn construction folks love me They family love me. They mama love me. Because we talk about just who they are outside yes. of the workplace. Right. You know, and so if they're company owners, I talk to them like, okay, what is it like to own a company? As an right. entrepreneur, right. you know, we have similar things. And so just being able to have the art of conversation mm-hmm. where you just the art of listening, actively listening, asking questions that have to do more about the person. And especially, right. like I said, with introverts, y'all want to go deep. I'm a, I'm an ambivert. So I can put on the extroverted, <laughs> but more yeah. often I am so okay sitting on the couch by myself. Yes, yes. But you have to learn to go, how do I leverage this skill? Because it's actually right. a great skill set it is. to be able to dive deep with somebody. Mm-hmm. And so when you do that, you have a great rapport with John and John talks to the person that you need him to talk That's how that works. <laughs> great person for you to have on this project you know right. and more often than that they're only going to know that you're a great person to have on the project because they just think you're a great person right right and they've gotten to know you and it's so and interesting that you say that you. because i i am very i'm the same way i am i am naturally curious so people always say the same thing to me how'd you know that how did you know to ask that question how did you well i wanted to know it was good information to have and it played when with what you know it was me learning and so I ask those questions and, and I always call it professional extroversion, right? I'm out there because I have to be, um, but I just assume mm-hmm. be with my little tight circle or by myself. That's where I get my energy. I recharge mm-hmm. alone. And so, but, yeah. but trying to get yeah. that, that idea of just get out there and, and get to know you and let people know who you are. It doesn't mean you have to be best friends with everybody you meet. In fact, that's probably not the thing you want to do because that begins to cloud professional relationships. Mm-hmm. But you do need to have enough of a connection that people, as you said, you're human, right? There's a human connection. Yes. So, yes. so if, we've, if we've now kind of gotten to that place where, okay, I get it. 
I'm going to show up, right? I'm going to be me. I'm going to, I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to engage. But now how do I show up and let people get to know me authentically, but I'm still kind of, do, do I really tell them what I really think about this? Do I, do I show up to work, you know, with my braids and my twist and my, you know, or my blonde or my pink or my whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, because that's how I'm going to be at home because I'm going to take the wig off when I get home and, and now I'm on Zoom and, you know, how, how are you helping people, you know, just say other than, you know, find your space, be your space, yeah. but that strength to just understand that, yes, you got to code switch. We code switch all the time. That's how we survive. Mm-hmm. But there's still but some authenticity in that. Yeah. But why? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's 2020. Like, it is 2020. Okay. The, the code switching made sense on the plantation. Yeah. But the code switching does not necessarily need to make sense in, in the board world. <laughs> right. Um, right. You know, our survival, yes, we have bills to pay. We're, you know, we want Absolutely. job security, you know, so it's a different mm-hmm. way of surviving. But right. the, the, the fear that was there, yes. you know, when during enslavement, is not the same fear in terms of like right. our, it's not our lives, maybe our livelihood in the short term. Right. Know, it's like, oh, if I, if I don't get this job or keep this job, you know, I have these bills that I need to pay, but it's yes. not your life, you know, so right. you aren't going to die because you right. decided that you were going to rock your blonde locks, you know, it's, it's just not right. supposed to happen. Right. Um, so it, it is that question, but I believe it's baby steps because it's yeah. learned behavior that you have to unlearn. Yes. I mean, I remember, you know, getting out of college. By that time, I probably was two years without a relaxer. Mm-hmm. And my mm-hmm. parents were like, how are you going to find a job? Right. Because <laughs> I'm smart. Like, my resume. Right. <laughs> they don't like me. <laughs> right. You look at my hair, you know, yes. but then here we are having mm-hmm. to have laws. Yes. Yes. To say that you cannot discriminate somebody because of their hair. This right. is 2020. It does not it's make any sense. But, right. you know, I never want to push any of my clients into the deep end. Right. Like, little by little, what are you comfortable sharing today? Yes. What are you comfortable sharing this week? How do right. you lean into the courage of being you? Yes. You know, because sometimes yes. that code switching is not just at work. Many of us can put different masks on. Yes. If we struggle with some kind of mental, you know, this, uh, invisible disability. Right. We pretend to be happy. Right. 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 You know, so what does it look like to actually serve yourself? Right. And, and fill your own cup and go like, okay, I'm going to just yeah. wear this outfit. Yes. What happens? And most of the time it's perceived fear. It's Absolutely. Not just, you know, like no one told you you couldn't wear yellow. Wear yellow. Right. But right. You told yourself you can't wear yellow. That's just too bright of a color. They're going to be. What does exactly. wearing yellow have to do with you being on the project? Exactly. Absolutely nothing. But exactly. It is. It is that work of being comfortable. You know, one of the things that I, I tell my clients is like, I want you to be comfortable in the skin that you're in, regardless of where you are in life. Yes. And some of us have to really practice being comfortable with who we are and mm-hmm. all of us, you know, the, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, the broken. Right, right, <laughs> right. But I never, I never would encourage somebody to just jump off the deep end. Right. Take the baby steps um, so that you, you can be able to, to build that courage muscle. It's mm-hmm. all a muscle. So you don't start lifting 100 pounds. You start at right. 100 pounds weight and you go to the 10 pound weight. And so it, it takes some time to go, 
okay, I used to think this way. Right. It has not served my well-being. I need to do something different. Yes. Let me try this. And more yes. often than not, you'll probably get a, a positive response. Yes. And be a little upset, like, I've been wasted five years. <laughs> right? I've been rocking my hair. Right. But it, it is something. And that's not to say that you can't wear your wig. Wear your wig. Absolutely. Wig. Right. But Please. in the sense that yes. if that is because you feel you can't be you, Right, and that's not a healthy relationship between right. who you are, um, how you you show up in the world, and, and mm-hmm. your experience within the workplace. Well, and that's and that's so important because, you know, as we begin to navigate a career, whether that's in a corporation, whether that's building our own business, all of those kind of things, we have to make a choice, right? So we have to examine ourselves and be really self-aware, who we are, what we want, what we're willing to do to get it. Because we, it, if anything worth having, it takes some work, right? And so we have to be ready to, to experience some, some challenge in getting to where we want to be. And at the same time, we have choices. So we can say, you know what? I know this is where I want to be right now. And so I'm going to just sit still for a minute. It's not ideal. I'm having to deal with this other stuff, but I can see where this is on my path. But I've taken the time to understand that. So I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. So this isn't that feeling of stuck. It is a step along the path to where I'm trying to go. And that feels very different, right? That's so different because it puts you back into, you know, the driver's seat. You have exactly. control. You have yeah. control. And so us being willing to own our own stuff, because the other side of that is, as I say, you need to do you, you need to be you, but you don't always need to bring all of you to every situation because a True. corporate situation is different than your family Thanksgiving family. Mm-hmm. That's different. So, mm-hmm. you know, you really got to understand what that means. And if you, if you are working in design, wear the crazy cut and the colors and the, the ear hole mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. which just make my ears hurt when I look at those, wear all that stuff, all the piercings, all the tattoos, wear it all loud and proud. If you are in oil and gas in Southeast Texas, hmm, they're not quite there yet. No. They're not quite there yet. Now, you may be able to get away with one of those things. Like you might have, you know, the one tattoo on your finger, or you might have a streak, or you might have the one piercing somewhere, or, you know, Mm -hmm. multiple in your ears or something. You got to, just like you take baby steps, sometimes you got to bring people along with you. Because once they know you, um, I think it was Coco Chanel said, wear a shabby dress, they'll remember the dress. Wear an impeccable dress, they'll remember the woman. Hmm. So, and I was like, that is so powerful because you, I'm not saying don't show up as you are because you have to show up yeah. as you are because telling that lie all day, every day is just too much work. That's too much work. You just have to decide where the boundaries are. I don't even want to say how much of you to show. You always want to show all of you. It's just the boundary. Where's that boundary? And you still have the tats. You still have the ear piercings. You still have the streaks in your hair. You still have all of that. You just don't necessarily show everything to everybody. Just like everybody doesn't need to know that you have blue dishes instead of red dishes because it doesn't matter. You cook and you eat and you're okay, (laughs) right? (laughs) You cook and you eat. There you go. So, you know, it's, it's really about understanding those pieces and how you want to show up and what is along the path to where you want to go. So, so morphing that, let's dig a little bit deeper into what we're all dealing with now, which is this work from home, 
kids at home, spouse at home, or you're at home like me, home by yourself, nobody else there. So that's a whole different set of stuff. Mm -hmm. What are you telling people or what have you found as you've been talking to your clients, as you yourself have been going through this, those key things to really think about to keep kind of your sanity and your grounding, not even sanity, but just your grounding in this, I'm not even going to call it a new normal, in this space that we're in now. How are you, you know, how are you, how are you handling it? And how are you telling people and telling your clients the things to think about? What are the things they should think about to, to not go crazy? Okay. (laughs) Where to start, right? Where to start? First, let me, let me, let me preface. I am a wife and a mother of three. Mm -hmm. And I have two of those three who are in uh, elementary school. Okay. And I have a toddler. So um, if, 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 are there going to be any picture that, right? Yes. Yes. My daughters. Right. You know, so it, it has been interesting because I feel that there's always seasons. We should do this all the time, but there are particular yeah. seasons in our life that are, I think, meant for us to take inventory. Yes. What has served us well? Where have we invested too much time in? Where have mm-hmm. we not spent enough time or, you know, investment in? And that could be people or things. And right. so with, with myself and with my clients, I recognize that um, they're just like, ooh, I didn't realize how much I, I, I value my, my quiet time. Or I, real, I didn't realize how much I didn't like commuting. Mm. Or, wow, I didn't realize how much I value being around people. You know, right. so just taking inventory of what mm-hmm. has worked, what has not worked. Um, I have one client, she cracked me up. She's like, oh, there's this one girl that where you just need to kick out the club because she stressed me out. And I realized <laughs> after COVID, I do not need to be bothered with anything that don't serve me. And so, oh, oh, girl, gonna have to find another group. And I was just, right. I, it, it tickled me. Right. But she was like, she, where, she's like, she's not aligned with, with where right. we are in life and it brings stress. And I do not want to be stressed. Mm-hmm. It's showing mm-hmm. me that I do have control and say of yes. how do I create my life, you know, and I, uh, a client has said this and I love it and I share it with other clients. Mm-hmm. How do you create your life by design? Yes. How are you intentional with, with what you do? So at home, I realized how much my kids enjoy my husband and my presence. Yes. It's also taught me to, you know, give them a little bit more independence. Mm-hmm. It also helped me shape how I did work in life. So for mm-hmm. those who are listening, I have a private practice, but I had mm-hmm. to shut that down once the right. kids is 100% remote learning. Right. And the private practice isn't the Working Well Daily Company. You know, the right. private practice is just far hair therapy. Right. And I was like, I can't own two businesses, be a, a mother and present mm-hmm. with them and, you know, um, you know, still show up as, as, a, as a wife. Right. And it's not a, a situation that was difficult for me to make right. because I was looking at what was aligned. I was looking at what was that, va- what was yes. important to me. My value is the well-being holistically of yes. my family. Right. And it wasn't, oh, I can make this much money. I can open up a practice. Maybe I don't see clients, but I can hire people in. Right. I was like, that just sounds like stress. I don't, yes, we are already in a pandemic. I don't need to deal with it. <laughs> right. But I, I think we have, we, I would encourage us to take inventory during this time. Mm-hmm. And another thing that I've been trying to, to help with my clients is to set up this time as preparation. Yes. So when the outside opens up again, because it will open up again, mm-hmm. that you should be prepared for whatever that will be. So yes. for those who 
realize that, okay, well, while I'm with you far, I want to work on my um, romantic relationship. Right. And I think that's so weird because that takes two to tango. And I said, does it? It doesn't. Because, oh, it takes one to change a relationship. And so if you have a history yeah. that you can look back and reflect, mm-hmm. and like I said, take inventory, you can already prepare for what questions to ask, what right. emotions to look for, what thoughts happen when you decide that you want to start dating again. Mm-hmm. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, I never really thought about it that way. I said, we can right. totally use this time as preparation. But yes. it also could be your health. I'm yes. staying out stressed. But don't go to stress eating or, yes. you know, yes. or, 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 or hooking up just because you're, you're craving some kind of attention. Because right. like I said, when we, when we get out of this, because we will. We will. I said, we don't want to get out of this worn. We want to get out of this well. And oh, so that's we, good. Yeah, yes. So, so we want to be well in, in, in how we care for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Are we napping? I'm a napper. Right. I'm so upset I didn't get my nap today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because rest is productive. Yes. Because I want to show up as a happier mom, a more balanced, yes. I love the word that you use, more grounded individual. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have to take those moments to recognize like, wow, before all of this, we are running, 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 doing, doing, doing. Yes. It almost is actually difficult for many people to slow down. Yes. yes. I had a girlfriend tweet today. She goes, oh, every time I open my email on Monday and I see people sending messages from Sunday night, I'm thinking about my girl Farah, like, your work life lineman ain't a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yes. You know, no. emails on, on Sunday night. Right. It's right. Because you're having that mindset, well, I'm at home, so I, I might as well. Yeah. And you're oh. not creating those boundaries that still keep you sane. Yes. But you can recognize that though I may not physically have a work building that I right. go to, that right. I even come home on Friday afternoons and don't mm-hmm. see until Monday. You have to create those imaginary boundary lines yes. for yourself. So it is really a time of, I feel, you know, I'm encouraging people to reflect, mm-hmm. to recognize, you know, where they've invested and where they should be investing mm-hmm. more. You know, so mm-hmm. some people are like, ooh, I'd not take care of my home. And this right. is the only place I need to be right now. Yes. So let me get the paint. Let me, you know, mm-hmm. add flowers. Let me do something so that you can enjoy this right. place where you live because about living not about working <laughs> exactly well and as you said one time before it's that whole idea of you know just because i'm accessible doesn't mean i'm available I'm available yes and that is so powerful far when you said that i was like oh my gosh because mm-hmm. people started get started i won't say we were there but people were okay. starting to get better at setting boundaries when we were all going to work. I agree. Right. I I got, I will be there, but I've got my kids thing. I'm not going to miss my kids thing. I'm not going to, you know, there was a coach who, um, I think it was a, an NFL coach. And he said, I got to the place where I realized when my son, I think my son got married or something. I realized because I was in this, this NFL and it was all the time, all the time, all the time. And I was Mm -hmm. scouting and I was, and I realized I didn't know my kid. Mm. I had missed so much stuff. He said, so now if you work for me and you're on my staff, you don't miss a game. You don't miss a game. You don't miss a party. You don't miss a birthday. You don't miss a wedding. You don't miss those things. That's authentic leadership. That's authentic leadership. He said, because that time you can't get back and we will still be here. We will still be here. And I thought, you know what? I had to learn that too as a younger leader because my brain is constantly going. And so I would start sending emails or start sending something because I knew if I get it down, then I don't have to think about it. What I wasn't thinking 
was the recipient of that email when the mm-hmm. timestamp said 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. or 4 a.m. or Sunday night or mm-hmm. because my perspective was I'm just getting it out so I can get it off my brain. I don't expect a, re- a, a response, mm-hmm. but they don't know that. Right. And so I had to learn as a leader, I need to get it off my brain because that's how my brain works, mm-hmm. but I don't want my people to feel pressure. So they got this lovely thing called send message later where you can figure out, okay, that's I wrote it. At 2 a.m., I'm sending it at 10. Yes, yes. It's like, okay. This is when technology works for us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes. it's like thinking about those things. So, so being able to get just as adamant about mm-hmm. setting your boundaries when you're at home all the time and saying, okay, yes, because of the stuff that we're doing, the project we're on now or what have you, I will be on these calls at 5 a.m. because I'm in an international, you know, mm-hmm. organization. I'll be on a call at 5 a.m. But between 10 and 11, I have got a call with my kid's school. I will be not available. Available. Not available. I will get back to you later. I will work until 5. Starting at 5, that is family time. Yeah. And then if I decide to get back on at 8 or 9, once the kids are gone to bed or once the husband's out or the dogs mm-hmm. have been fed or whatever, then that's a choice I may decide. Yeah. But we teach people how to treat us. We yes. teach people what our boundaries are. And if yes. we don't have any, they won't either. I, I remember working um, with a company specifically on self-care mm-hmm. and it was this international company and the majority of their work was remote. Mm-hmm. And so they, but the thing is that it was such a great company to work for Yes, that it was difficult for them to have healthy boundaries because they're just like, but it's such a great company. And right. they, they do that for us. And yeah, I get these perks. And I want them to fire me. Right. And, well, yeah, and that. And so I remember one of the leaders was like, oh my gosh. I Like she kind of had her aha moment, like yes. you did. Was, she said that she had a, a uh, either a wisdom tooth pulled uh-huh. out or a root mm-hmm. canal. And she was drugged up. And I yeah. think she also had something else. Like I think, and she had like right. a flu. Right. And still got on a call. See, and so she said she got on the call, and like I think her boss was like, "I need you to get off." Right? (laughs) She she didn't even talk. Like she was coughing, and then you know, like muffled. She still had the gauze in her mouth. Right. And she's like, after the fact, I had to think, like, "Oh my gosh, I am telling my my team, you know, if you have a a, if you have an event for your child, you know, do that. Don't get on." But they're looking at me, going, "Well, if sections can get on after a root canal." I guess I can do it. And so we have to be just very, very aware that we have a ripple effect. Like our actions impact other people. And it's not by what you say. Kind of like as a parent. No. Do as I say, but not as I do. Like, no, your kids are watching you. That doesn't work at work either. It doesn't work at work either. And (laughs) so your employees are watching you. You can Mm -hmm. give all the service about, you know, get off at this time. Please take your vacation days. You know, don't answer the phone. But if you're still sending text messages and emails when you know this person is supposed to be out of the office. Yes. Yes. You're a boundary violator and you (laughs) now allow them to realize that that. they (laughs) they themselves don't have healthy boundaries because they're going to just keep showing up because they think they have to. Exactly. But I think to your point, uh, in the beginning where you're saying we were starting to get there because there was so much rhetoric about mm-hmm. work-life integration, work-life balance, right. whatever. People were like, companies, you need to do this to, to retain right. the talent. And then this hits. <laughs> now everybody was like, 
work, work, work. Work, 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 because you're at home. So how come you're not showing your face on the Zoom call, right? We need to see your face because I can't believe you're working if I don't see your face. Come on, really? Really? It, the, the toxicity that you had in a physical building still bleeds over to the yes. keyboard. And so yes. people have to recognize that if they had issues at work, when we were able to go to work, you're going yes. to have the same issues, whether you're on a you know, computer or phone yes. call now. And so you, again, take inventory. Is this really where you need to be? Absolutely. And, and that understanding of, you know, people will listen to what you say. They will believe what you do. Mm-hmm. And when there's misalignment, they're going to believe the actions, not the words. Yeah. And so I tell leaders all the time, and I, this, is, this is one of the pet peeves for me, your actions and your words must align. They yeah. must align and, and pay attention to what that is. Because mm-hmm. if you are the person that's sending all the emails and you're showing up sick and you're, you know, that's what they're going to believe. If you always tell them, if they ask you a question and every time you tell them something is wrong, they're going to stop asking. Or they're going to do the exact opposite. Or if every time somebody makes a decision, you reverse their decision or tell them to do something Mm. different, they're going to stop making decisions. And you're going to find yourself, every decision is going to be pushed up because you were making them all in the first place. So why is anybody even going to make the effort? Right. Because you've taught them that their decisions are not valuable and you don't think they're right. So why would they spend the effort? They'll go spend effort doing something else. So you have to understand setting boundaries because boundaries determine actions, not only yours, but those of other people who work with you. But you also have to understand how your actions, as you said, impact all everything around you that have a ripple effect. It's not just you. It is everyone around you and everyone that's looking at you and everyone that's watching you and everyone that your people talk to about you, right? Yeah. It is, it's bigger than you. It's and bigger it's than you. And it's not even on a professional level. Like that's nope. just life period. So yes. if that's happening within the workspace, imagine what that's doing in your personal life. If you are that person. Yes. You know, so whether that's in a relationship, romantic relationship, whether right. that's in parenting, whether that's, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm always asking, you know, um, if I start seeing a theme, if they're coming mm-hmm. in on work issues and I'm like, okay, is there any place that you, <laughs> this happens to, to show up? Has anybody yeah. ever said this to you before? Right. Because we are, we are always going to have some of those bad habits. Yes. Out. And because we have blinders on, we're not always going to to recognize that this is what we do. It's like, "Hmm." so if you always come up behind your colleagues when they do something, are you coming up behind your kids? Are you coming up behind your man or your woman or (laughs) whatever? So do they feel like, like, are you micromanaging everywhere? So what is your trust issue? You know, why is it that you feel (laughs) like, I know you hired this person, you paid them a salary. Right. Can you pay them to do your, for you to do their work? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. I just, I tell people all the time, if I have to do your job, why do I have you? So yeah. we're going to find a way for me to make sure. Cause, and I don't have a, I don't have a problem delegating. Yeah. Um, what I do pay attention to though, is if, if I've delegated and I've given you stuff to do, and then I can't trust that it's going to get done on time and in quality, or that you're not going to ask for clarifying questions because I know me, I'm running really fast mm-hmm. and I'm very transparent. And I tell people, if I've come and done, I call it a drive-by. If I came and did a drive-by and said, hey, I need to get this and I keep moving. And you're like, what, what, what? Stop me. Mm-hmm. You're not going to hurt my feelings because I know I have a tendency to do that and I'm moving so fast. Yeah. I try to pay attention to it, but I don't always catch it because it's busy. So no, I'm giving you permission 
to yeah. stop me and slow me down and say, I need clarification because my expectation is if you say, don't say anything, you got it. And you know it. Right. Right. And, and you I expect able to show up well. And so yes. you need to be able to know what you need. So yes. if you have a, a, a very, like you said, hand off, hands off type of leader, right. and you need more detail, then you need to be clear, yes. okay, how can I still get what I need without stressing yes. out my leadership? So, yes. you know, maybe ask it in portion, like, what is the first thing that you need to get done? Right. What is priority on, on, on this list? Exactly. Okay. And then have clear, clarifying questions. Don't just go... So, um, I know that you I didn't understand. Okay. What did you not understand? Okay. Do I have to have the whole conversation with, okay, time is money. Right. (laughs) You know, so I'm always encouraging people like know exactly what you want to say. And that is regardless if it's a a conversation because there's a conflict and you're trying to have some, you know, conflict resolution Mm -hmm. or if it's that you're just trying to get clarification on, on a project or a position just ask, but know right. what to ask. But Exactly, exactly. And those leaders who are thinking, oh, thank goodness, I don't have to have folks in my office. They're not talking to me every day. Oh, thank you, Jesus, right? You still need to be reaching out to your people, people. Yes. You know, this is not the time. Yes, you don't have to be in their face all the time and they're not in yours and they're not knocking on your door. All you really introverted leaders, this is not the time to go ghost. People mm-hmm. actually need you more now yeah. than they ever did. So I need you to put your big yeah. people pants on and yes. talk to folks, right? Yes. Make the Zoom call, send the email, the pick up call. the phone. You need to yes. be present but even more so now. People are going through a lot, a lot. and people remember being seen, heard, yes. and cared for. So whether it is that, you know, someone is, is caring, like, you know, would be a, a woman like me with young children and trying yes. to figure things out, but I'm one of your top leaders. Right. Are you checking in to make sure that I, I'm okay? Right. You know? And then, right. you know, your black employees, are you checking in to see if they're okay? You right. still want to care. The answer's no, by the way. <laughs> We're not okay. We're not okay. Right. And not okay. That's, not by any stretch of imagination. But that's a whole different. That's the next podcast, right? right yeah. <laughs> you know, to 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 be an intentional yes. leader, right? And so, like, even if you are an introvert, we talked about leveraging that skill set yes. to be able to go deep. I'm not saying spend hours Mm-mm. talking to someone, but be right. intentional. And go like this week. I will talk to two team members, right? And I will talk to them and I'll schedule, you know, 30 minutes to talk mm-hmm. to them just to see how they're doing. Not necessarily to ask about a product because we do that exactly. real quick. Oh, yes. Be intentional. Yes. Um, use emotional intelligence skills. So, you know, if there's something that they're concerned about, you know, performance and production, uh, producing mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And if they're feeling they're not producing at the same level that they were before, that could be a fear. So Absolutely. Just taking, you know. Five Absolutely. minutes before you call the person to, you know, process, what could they be concerned about? Exactly. Exactly. And let me see what I can say that can help decrease any anxiety that they have around this. Absolutely. Just having that social awareness mm-hmm. will, will make a huge difference. It really does. And I, I think it was Maya Angelou that said, people will remember how you treat them. Yeah. People will remember not, how you treat them. Not what you said, but... How you made them feel. How you made them feel, right? And so, so far as we, as we end this, I mean, we could talk for another two hours um, and I'd love to do that. And we will, because we're going to have to do this multiple times uh, because we just have so much we need to dig into. Um, what would be kind of a lasting piece of advice or guidance or 
uplift that you would give people who are listening today? Ah, so I would say, because you only have your life <laughs> to live, mm -hmm. um, to not internalize an external narrative, meaning don't, that. don't, don't take in what everybody else is saying about you or what they think about you or what mm -hmm. they, they think they know about whatever it is that you're doing. Know what you feel and what mm -hmm. you know about you, because, you know, you may have raised, been raised with the, um, you ain't never going to be nothing. Right. And that's the voice that's in your head. You know, so every time you try to do something, you're like, well, this isn't going to work. Right. Or, you know, based off of your size or your gender mm -hmm. or whatever, mm -hmm. the society gives a whole narrative about, right. you know, if you are able to be successful just based off of how you look, that's not going to serve you well. So I right. had to learn for myself as my, you know, journey has, has moved from, you know, left and right and, mm -hmm. and all of the above, right. to really make sure that I stay centered on my own story because other right. people have their own stories. They're, let them yes. write it. Yes. I'm the narrator. I can, I can edit. I can adjust. Mm -hmm. I can modify the story to be what I need it to be so that yes. I can be successful, that I can be happy. Um, because if I was to listen to other people, I wouldn't make the decisions that I made today that would end up causing me to have negative consequences right. due to me being outside of my value system mm -hmm. and being, you know, like you said, misaligned because I was yes. internalizing that external story. Oh, I love that. Folks, I hope you got some really great stuff out of this. I know I did. Every time I talk to Farah, I get something new. And, you, you know, you. right? <laughs> and, I, and I think it's really, at the end of the day, you know, have confidence in you, know you, own you, be good with you. Yes. Um, because you're the only you there is. Yes. And that's a beautiful yes. thing. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. So Farah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for being my guest. Um, this was awesome. And we will be doing this again because I think there's so much to cover. And for those of you listening, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Definitely go out and give us a like. Uh, if you're watching the video, um, like that too. It's out on YouTube. So, but if you're on the audio, please give us a like, download it on iTunes. If there's something else you want to hear, let us know. We'll make sure that happens. And I thank you for tuning in to The Rutledge Perspective. Have a great day. You have been listening to The Rutledge Perspective. Thank you for tuning in. If we've given you a new perspective or helped you clarify your own, please give us a five-star rating. You can find more information about this and other episodes of the show on laurelrutledge.com slash podcast. And you can subscribe to the show where you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow me on social media. Oh, and if there's someone you think would enjoy or benefit from the Rutledge perspective, please pass it along. Thank you for tuning in.